How's it going, everybody? Today is Wednesday, November 20th. This is episode 30 of Tell Me What You Know. Big one. It is a huge one. 3-0. Three zero. Can't Three believe zero. it. I know. I remember when does I was it, 30. Does it, yeah, I know. Does it freak you out more that we've been doing this once a week for 30 weeks? Does that kind of like weird you out? I, I, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. It really doesn't. Um, but it has. It has been that long. Yeah. Uh, Michael, we were, I wanted to start off. We were talking about this a little bit earlier when we were having dinner. Um, but we started by t- talking about Chick-fil-A. And there's uh-huh. you know, this ongoing Chick-fil-A Popeye's war for the sandwich. The sandwich is back. It's causing mayhem at Popeye's. Well, there's a new contender stepping into the ring. Taco Bell is releasing crispy tortilla chicken f- tenders Ooh. to try and take on Chick-fil-A and Popeye's. Fantastic. Yeah, a, a, a little little three-way, a little a menage a trois of, of, of uh, poultry. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Taco Bell is one of my favorite fast food joints. Oh, it's great. I love it. But there's, why would I get chicken fingers there, though? That's a good question. Maybe that'd be good. I don't know. I bet they would. I still haven't had the Popeye's sandwich yet. I can't believe how many people have been arrested, fights, There's killed. Like stabbings. I mean, what is going on? <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know, but I got to have that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> when you go now, you can get two of them. Full armor. You got to go and get as many as you can get. Yeah, have to. Uh, I wanted to bring up something I forgot to mention in the last episode about yeah. mosquitoes. Okay. Uh, if you're thinking about getting pregnant, mm. you better not go anywhere with, with mosquitoes because of Zika. Yeah, it'll make your baby all messed yeah. up. Remember how it was like three, two, three years ago? It was kind of just yeah. everyone was talking about Zika. I was in South America and that was going on. You couldn't like go to Brazil or Northern Argentina yeah. at the time. I always loved that people were like, they won't go to the Bahamas, <laughs> that they'll go to Florida. Like, okay. Yeah. Big difference here. Yeah. Zika. I forgot about that. That's yeah. It's gone the way of like the swine flu and the mad cow at this point, I think. Right? It's sort of, yeah. It, it does still happen. Like uh, people do get... Um, Zika virus. It's a real thing, <laughs> but I know what you mean. It's just sort of like overblown. Makes your head. Small. And now people, yeah, it's like girls weren't going anywhere. Mm. Um, somebody we were just talking to, uh, they planned their honeymoon around Zika. Oh wow! So they were going to go to Hawaii. So hard. No, oh, so original. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, a Hawaii yeah. honeymoon. Uh, such a hard life. Yeah, hard honeymoon. Hard, hard decision to make. Right. Well, I appreciate the Zika update. There you go. I hadn't thought about that in a while. Yeah. It was good to bring that back. I'm going to have to start <laughs> seeing how I can play Zika back into my conversations. <laughs> um, let's jump right into it. I'm back in studio. It feels good. It's been a couple weeks. Sounds so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for everybody sticking around for our, uh, our hopefully our one and only long distance uh I heard from episode. people that the quality was pretty good. Yeah. I don't think it was, it was terrible. Fine. Yeah. We can probably work on it. We'll figure something It'll out. Be a work in progress. Well, my topic, uh, I'm going to stick with the poultry theme. And Ooh. seeing as next week is Thanksgiving, I've got a, a cornucopia, a magic, magical cornucopia of a topic for you. <laughs> Michael, tell me what you know about turkey. <laughs> uh, turkey. Well, uh, they go gobble, gobble. That's right. Only the males, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is that like a mating call? I'm guessing it's a mating call. I'm guessing it's a mating call. Yeah. Uh, they literally say gobble, gobble as well. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the exact uh, words they say. Um, they also look like when you, you can do a hand turkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, so besides food, like yeah. turkey, meat, Yeah. I don't know what they do on a farm other than just you know grow bigger until we kill them and right. then eat them. Right. Yeah. Most uh, animals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, I kind of I'm kind of embarrassed by how little I know about turkey. I've had a lot of turkey sandwiches. Yes, I uh, love turkey sandwiches. Oh yeah, um, 
Nothing like Thanksgiving yeah. Day leftover turkey sandwich. I, I've I've been one to skip the main meal and just go straight to a turkey sandwich. Yeah. A little uh, white bread, little mayo. Oh, it's so good. A little toasted sourdough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll start with the bird. Yeah. And then we'll branch off from there. We'll, <laughs> oh, we'll yeah, feather I can, off. I can probably I can feather okay. off. Go ahead. Uh, well, the first one to come to mind turkey is bowling. Okay. You have a tur- you have three in a row. It's called a turkey. Yep. Um, That's one. Uh, turkey, one of my favorite like things. I, I you don't hear people call people turkeys anymore, but <laughs> okay. but it is like a I don't know an derogatory. Insult. It's like an insult. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have this. I hear um, uh, close encounters of the third kind. Uh, what's who's it? Um, he's like he was like Keanu Reeves. No, no, the other guy, <laughs> guy in Jaws. <laughs> Why can I not remember his name? I don't know. Uh, not Roy Schneider. I don't think guy. I've seen that movie before. Anyways, he's uh, he's asking for directions and he's out there in the middle of nowhere and he's somebody drives by him and he's like, I'm lost. He's like, do you know which way to Bentonville? Turkey! <laughs> I always love that. It's a good insult. Yeah, it's a good one. So Zika uh, and Turkey will come back to my my, my vocabulary yeah, in this yeah. next coming week for sure. Um, yeah. Anything else you can think of? Richard Dreyfus. There you God. go. Yeah, it's killing me. <laughs> it's killing me right here. Uh, no, could, you, could go ahead and tell me about turkeys. All right. Well, it's a bird. Bird. Native yep. to the Americas. These yep. are the basics, right? The basics. The male is much larger than the female. It's also more colorful. I'm guessing that's a mating thing as well. Uh-huh. Uh, the male, do you know what the male turkey is called? No. It's called a tom. A tom. Yeah. Huh. And the female is a hen. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think Jimmy John's has a sandwich called the turkey tom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that makes more sense now. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, we're not going to get bogged down in like bird stats here, but I want to play a game with you. <laughs> this one's called Guess That State. <laughs> So a wild turkey is the official game bird of three states in the U.S. Can you name them? Uh, they're probably Midwest states. Uh, Ohio. Nope. That's not wrong. Um, you have 49 more guesses. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Wyoming. Two of them are in the southeast. Oh, really? Yeah. Tennessee. Nope. Uh, How long can we go with this bit? Alabama. <laughs> Alabama's one. Uh, Georgia. Nope. The other a neighbor way? of Georgia. Uh, Mississippi. A neighbor of Georgia. Louisiana. <laughs> You're missing Georgia touches Alabama on the on the west. You're going too what, far. Other way. Um, South Carolina. Oh, well, yeah, but Alabama doesn't touch South Carolina. No, I said a neighbor of Georgia. Oh, I thought you said a neighbor. I was no. thinking Alabama. Sorry. Was, oh, yep, South Carolina yeah. makes sense. And the last one, I don't think you'd get, but it's Massachusetts. Really? Yeah. So those oh. three, uh, the the wild turkey oh. is the official game bird of those three states. So Midwest was w- way wrong. Yeah. You could have been wronger, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was off. Uh, 88% of Americans eat turkey on Thanksgiving. And that's mm-hmm. a survey that was done by the National Turkey Federation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't just say 99%. Yeah. You know, just whatever. 88. And that's, I think that's about right. Because I mean, I know you said you're not having turkey this year, probably. My, I've had a, I, I say that I've had a turkey on every Thanksgiving yeah. I've ever had, really. Yeah. So, uh, this only thing will be the first Thanksgiving I've ever had thirty two years right. that I haven't had a turkey. Well, it's a big and time I'm not holiday miss food. It. I, honestly, I don't find it to be the best meal like some people do. Well, I'll miss the I'll miss not having it the next day. The, I'll miss the leftovers or the next few days. Really. Yeah, I'll miss the leftovers. Yeah, uh, forty six million turkeys are cooked each year for Thanksgiving. Wow. Um, now, a lot of these turkeys, obviously, they get killed, 46 million of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them get pardoned. <laughs> yep, <the> presidential pardon. <laughs> right. Uh, it started with Reagan, I believe, and I think everybody mm. since... This is what I saw is it started... It said it started with, with uh, George H.W. Bush, 
And every every president since has been pardoning turkeys. But mm-hmm. I saw that Reagan pardoned the first one named Charlie. Charlie the turkey? Yeah. Huh. Uh, but yeah, so George, so let's just say it started in, in like 89, Reagan, Bush, whatever. Yep. Um, they started t- pardoning the turkeys. The selection process I thought was interesting. So they'll take a flock of between 50 and 80 birds, typically from the farm of the current National Turkey Federation chairperson. Okay. And uh, they, they like prime these turkeys to be able to like not be affected by loud noises or camera flashes and stuff like that. And so, so like the 10 to 20 best uh, adapted turkeys then go into like the final selection process. They narrow it down to two finalists because there's always got to be a backup just in case something happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the names are chosen by the school cho- children from the state that the turkey's from. from. Okay. Yes. So they have names huh. like peas and carrots, stars and stripes, like stars. liberty and whatever. That kind of thing, right? <laughs> uh, the two finalists are then taken to Washington, D.C. They stay in the Willard Intercontinental Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice hotel. At the expense of the National Turkey Federation. Okay. They don't have to pay, not, not the taxpayer. They have to, well, they don't have to pay for their own ride either, right? <laughs> uh, and then they go to a ceremony at the White House, and they are pardoned. Um, I, so in 2005, I guess there were uh, like some complaints that these turkeys, after the pardon, were just like not treated well. And so in order to kind of counter, like, counter that point... They sent these turkeys to Disney World so they could be the uh, the Grand Marshal at the Turkey at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of these turkeys go end up going down to Florida after this. Oh, yeah. Um, at, this was I thought this was funny. This was from the Wikipedia articles in 2008. A 45 pound backup vice turkey named Pumpkin uh, was was the one to be pardoned after the turkey the, the number one turkey uh, pecan fell ill the night before the ceremony. Oh, pecan! Both turkeys were allowed to live. <laughs> So both went to Florida. That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, that's 45 pounds. That's a heavy Turkey. Yeah. I think market, uh, they said the market weight for like a male Turkey was around like 35, 38 pounds. So these are, these are well over, over market weight, uh, for these guys. Yeah. Uh, there's a butterball Turkey hotline that you can call if you like, I mean, people cook turkeys for the majority of people cook them once a year. Right. So not a lot of people know how to do it. Uh, they said they receive almost 100,000 calls each year. They answer 100,000 calls each year. They now have a 24-hour text line leading up to Thanksgiving. That's crazy. That you can text for help. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. That's exactly. crazy. I mean, 100,000 yeah. phone calls on one day from people asking, yeah. how do I cook this thing? Yeah, I guess it's, I don't know if it's one day, but it's definitely leading up to Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Uh, so they got that hotline, and now you can text it as well, uh, figure out. I, mean, I, I wonder if they it. must have the number on the turkey. Yeah, you know? probably on butterball turkeys. On butterball sure. turkeys, yeah, yeah, I would imagine. And then I guess what is it like? Is it fifteen minutes a pound? Is it an hour? I can't remember how much. I don't an know. hour a pound. I don't know. See, it's I don't a know. long time. I have to call the hotline. I gotta call the hotline. Yeah. Now, after you eat these turkeys, especially on Thanksgiving, I like to take a big nap afterwards. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say that's because of the tryptophan. Tryptophan. Tryptophan is an amino acid which produces serotonin and melatonin, which makes you sleepy. Mm. However. Turkey does not is not known to contain any more tryptophan than like chicken or beef. Oh. So I think it's probably you're just tired of being around your family on Thanksgiving. You're tired from being around the family and you've probably eaten a lot. Yeah, of it. and you're also just watching football and drinking booze. Yeah. And usually, you know, you're in that it's a nice fall day, hopefully. You're kinda of, it's like cold, maybe getting darker and earlier. Right. By the time yeah. you're eating, you know? Yes. Yeah, you're gonna take a nap. Yeah. Hmm. Uh so that's all I got for the bird. <laughs> Let's move on to the country. Oh so Turkey is in Europe and Asia. Okay. You can actually cross continents underground there, I believe, in like subways and stuff huh. like that. Mm-hmm. Its capital is, do you know what its capital is? I don't. It's Ankara. Ankara. However, Istanbul is the largest city and not only the largest city in Turkey, but the largest city in Europe with over 14.7 million people. Wow. Yeah. 
the Grand Bazaar in Istanbul is one of the world's oldest and largest malls. Hmm. So it dates back to 1455. It's a giant street market. I guess there's indoor and outdoor. I've never been. Uh, but it sprawls over 61 streets, has more than 3,000 shops, and covers about 333,000 square feet. That's not a mall. <laughs> I mean, it's a bazaar. I mean, that bazaar is bizarre. That's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I didn't know uh, like a bazaar was a thing like that. Yeah. Huh. It's spelled differently. B-A-Z-A-A-R, I believe. Yeah. Spell that. Not, yeah, not, <laughs> not like bazaar. No, that's like, yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bazaar like B-A-Z-A-A-R. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, hmm. Another interesting fact, uh, well, I mean, a lot of people have started putting up their Christmas decorations already. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on that? I think you need to wait. Yeah. Although I've listened to some music already. already? Yeah. Ooh. So you're a little I've like flicked it. over, well, because I heard it on the radio and yeah. then I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll listen to this song. Right. Well, uh, Santa Claus actually comes from Turkey. Oh yeah. St. Nicholas was born in Patara, Turkey. Huh. And I don't know exactly where that is, but it's, I think it's pretty far from the North Pole. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I childhood shattered there <laughs> um well i mean he, there's a whole legend and lore behind saint nick we'll get into that later we don't need to go there yet oh yeah all right i don't know well, was a little... put it on my list okay okay checking it twice uh, <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> the national sport of turkey do you want to venture a guess at this one uh national sport i'd say like cricket i don't know uh, close oil wrestling. <laughs> yes. I didn't dig into too much of what oil wrestling was. I imagine you just get lathered up in some oil and you try and wrestle each other. Um, yeah. Sounds um, like a lot of fun. Only girls participate in that. No, no, I believe it's a, it's a, it's a co-ed sport. Okay. Maybe not against each other. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they also said that, you know, second oil wrestling, that camel wrestling and bull wrestling were also wildly popular. <laughs> the, Tur- the Turkish just liked to uh, man, on, man, mano a mano. Yeah. Um, we talked about the Amazon several episodes ago mm-hmm. and how much of a biodiversity hotspot it was, but so is Turkey. There's over 10,000 plant and 80,000 animal species there. And this one was a real head scratcher for me. It said a new type of plant is discovered every 10 days. In Turkey? Yes. Wow. How does that happen? How do you, how do we not know where, what everything, like I, I everything think in Turkey? I think they're just, uh. These you plants know. are just like uh, inbreed, like like having having yeah, they're, they're like, plants. Yeah, exactly. Crossbreeding and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're crossbreeding. They're, they're pollinating. They're 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 just creating new different um, species of plants. Okay. But they're probably derived from other ones around it. I mean, they're not like making them up as they go. Right. Uh, but you yeah, know that is crazy. That is crazy. If you go into the rainforest and stuff, and if you like, you're always finding new insects and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there's so much you know undiscovered wildlife. Exactly, exactly. Uh, one last thing that I found on the country. Uh, they say that it's like sort of uh, an, e- an easy language to learn, which I've looked at some Turkish writing before, and I don't agree with that. But mm-hmm. I think what they meant was that they had a language reform in the 1920s, and they kind of switched away from the Arabic script to the Latin alphabet. Mm-hmm. So I want, to, I want to get you to pronounce this word. It's 70 letters long. <laughs> <laughs> and the definition is... As if you are from those, we may not be able to easily make a maker of unsuccessful ones. What does that mean? Yeah. No, I mean, it means what it means. So, Michael, I'm going to hand you my Why do we need now. a word for this? Well, <laughs> we do. So, I want to get you to try and pronounce this word for me, if you don't mind. It goes on two lines because it's so long. Here, take my computer. All right. So, yeah. I mean, this looks like you just slammed a bunch of keys. I fell asleep on my keyboard. Yeah. Move off. Move off. Kiesk. Still. 
Cherive my Bilek chicken. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll give you a pass on that one. I mean, that's, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, I think you got. I like, refuse to think somebody could actually pronounce that. You got like an eighteenth of the way through that word. Yeah. Uh, that's insane yeah but it it, goes on to the next line yeah i'll read the definition again it's as if you are from those we may not be able to easily make a maker of unsuccessful ones seems like a lot of like double negatives and all that kind of stuff yeah it's as and it's only as if right Right. huh i just showed you my notes so you probably saw what part three of this talk was but you also talked about honestly didn't even look (laughs) you just looked at the i didn't even look down (laughs) I mean, there's also, they have the letter with the S with a little tail on the end. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows how to pronounce that letter? I, I recently shit. looked at the Cyrillic alphabet. Uh-huh. It, it, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's an easy language to learn, apparently. So give it a try. Yeah. Maybe we'll learn some Turkish for next episode. Well, I mean, I'm glad they have words like that. I mean, yeah. I need a word for this exact feeling, and I have. Yeah. I, I, love, the, I love those words in other languages that don't have a definition in English. <laughs> yeah. Schadenfreude. Yeah, yeah, that's like the number one word. There's all these like German words or uh, Japanese words and stuff like that as well. Swedish words. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, the final turkey talk here, uh, you mentioned it, bowling. Mm -hmm. So three strikes in a row is turkey. A strike is obviously when you knock down all 10 pins. Uh, If you do it in the first three frames, it's known as a sizzling turkey. Oh. Yeah. And they say that any subsequent strikes are denoted with a number plus bagger. So it'd be four bagger, five bagger, that kind of thing. So well. five baggers, five in a row? Correct. Okay. Now, I did find a list of consecutive strikes that have their own names. So you get a strike. Two is a double. Three is a turkey. Four, you got a hand bone or a square ball. <laughs> five is a shark or a high five or a five bagger. Okay. Six is a six pack. Seven is a lucky seven. Eight, octopus. Nine, golden turkey. Ten is a bow derrick. We'll come back to that one. <laughs> 11 aces up and 12 is dirty dozen. 12 would obviously be a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wondering why they called it Bo Derek. Bo Derek, I guess, became like a, a sex symbol after the movie 10 that she was in in 1979 with Dudley Moore and Julie Andrews. Okay. Uh, it was about, uh, I guess, this guy, Dudley Moore's character sees this bride going to a church and it's Bo Derek and falls in love with her even though he's in a, you know, he was married to Julie Andrews in the movie and mm-hmm. that kind of thing and it's just all these shenanigans about him trying to find her and it leads to a chase to Mexico on her honeymoon and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So that's why they call 10 a Bo Derek. Because she's a 10. Well, and she was in the movie 10. Right, she was a 10 in that movie. Right. Exactly. And she's actually very good looking. I bet. Yeah. You need to look up Bo Derek. Yep. Um, six strikes in a row, they'll sometimes call a wild turkey. Okay. Which is also a bourbon. Yep. Yeah. And yep. then oh, yeah, wow. nine in a row is referred to as a golden turkey. Golden turkey. I was looking up. So, all right. A lot of bowling alleys will have, you know, 300 is a perfect game. That's 12 strikes. Mm-hmm. And 900 would be the, the, whatever, three perfect games in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently that's like, those two things are like very, obviously very hard to do, even yeah. for professionals. I was looking up uh, who holds the record for the most consecutive strikes thrown in a row. Do you have any, any idea how many that would be? And I'm guessing this is in like competitive bowling. I uh, I mean, I take it more than more than twenty seven. So we'll call it forty. More than uh, yeah, forty seven. Forty seven. Yeah, that's insane. That's almost four straight perfect games. That's insane. I yeah. thought having a perfect game was like once in a gener like once in your lifetime. I feel like professionals do it pretty often. They do it pretty right? often. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, forty seven in a row by a guy named Tommy Golick, uh, and that was back in like nineteen eighty something maybe. Hmm. So. I don't, I mean, that could obviously have that's been broken by now, but that's a lot of strikes. That's a lot of strikes. It's a lot of turkeys in a row. Yeah. Yeah. That's on the, that's 15.66667 turkeys in a row. You think that guy, I mean, why does he still play? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, maybe he like didn't, he didn't finish his fourth perfect game and just like quit the game forever. Yeah. 
Yeah, you just I can't do this anymore. I've perfected it. Yeah, done. I'd love to see Pete Weber blow up a perfect game. The guy. Who, uh, yeah. That's who do you think I you are? It. I am. That's why I did it. <laughs> I love. That's one of my favorite outbursts because yeah. it's so visceral. Yeah. So real. So good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, that's turkey. Turkey. Yeah. Well, we're not going to be eating turkey on Thanksgiving, right. but uh, I'm sure we'll find some leftovers. Okay. Yeah. Well, Michael, we're going to stay in the animal world. Okay. And Michael. I recently heard this um, thing on NPR, and this is where this came from. Tell me what you know about leather. 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 Leather is a uh, <clears throat> treated skin of an animal. Mm-hmm. Dried and treated and tanned. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Yeah, I actually did a, a project in graduate school on synthetic leathers. Really? Yeah, a oh. company called Modern Meadow actually has the capability of using animal cells to create actual leather without harming the animals. Also, it would be real leather. Right, but they can also hybridize it. So you could have like a leather that looks like, it's got like the the look of snake skin, but it's got the hand of like a sheep skin type thing. Right, I think I remember you telling me about this yeah, now. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we talked about it maybe when we talked about uh, Beyond Meat Burgers and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, but leather, it's, I think it's pretty expensive. It's pretty fine good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't tell me more about it. All right. Well, yeah. You I mean you you hit on the the main basics. Yeah. Uh, leather is a durable and flexible material created by tanning mm. animal rawhide. Right. Uh, in Arizona, we had this place called Rawhide, and I'd never attached it to anything. I uh, thought it was just some Western rawhide. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like rawhide. Same. Literally right. rawhide. Uh, yeah. Animal rawhide and skins. Leather is used to make a variety of articles, including footwear, automobile, automobile. Automobile seats, mm-hmm. clothing, bags, book bindings, fashion accessories, and furniture. Yes. I mean, it's literally used in so many different things. It feels nice. Yeah. Um, you're right. It's made by drying out, drying it out, like drying out animal skin, and then putting it through a process called, you hit on it, tanning. tanning. This is something I didn't know. I didn't know it was I, called tanning. I don't know what tanning is. I just know that's the process. It's um, a people who make leather are called tanners. Okay. Um, I didn't know that either. So like Danny Tanner from Full House. Exactly. I thought he was a he was a, a like a news anchor. <laughs> yeah, he was a weather guy, wasn't he? <laughs> um, yeah. So tanning does three main things: it prevents rot, mm. uh, it stabilizes the structure, so it can be you know bent and stuff. Like just dried skin is actually just really brittle and hard. Uh, somebody, I was looking something up. It was like kind of looks like um, well, like a dog chew toy mm-hmm. is. That's what that's yeah, what I think it a lot of those things are like raw chew out. toys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it rep- improves resistance to temperature. Okay. So, you know, you wrap yourself up and you're staying warm, you're staying cold. This kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's kind of weirds me out to think that we'll just kill that animal and I want to wrap myself in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to get pure collagen, which is what right. skin is made out of. Right. Uh, so you have to remove all the hair and all the other crap that's in the skin, all the oils and stuff. So it takes a long process of drying it out putting it in water, putting it in salt water to make it preserved, and then soaking it in real water to get the salt out. And do, real I mean, water. This whole, <laughs> just non-salt water. Gotcha. Uh, pure sweet, water. Sweet water, I believe. Uh, and yeah, so you'd mentioned artificial yeah. uh, leather by that company. The first artificial leather was created by DuPont, a chemical company, uh, in 1963, and their product was called Corfam. Corfam. C-O-R-F-A-M. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are... Four levels of quality okay. to leather. The best quality is called full grain. Full grain leather. Yeah, it's the it comes from the best steers. 
steers have better leather than just cows. Okay. Um, but yeah, it comes from, from the best of the best, basically. Gotcha. You don't need to uh, overly fix it. You, you, it's, it has the best thickness. It's, that's the best type of quality. So if you, you go to like an Italian, you want to buy a nice leather Italian belt or something, mm-hmm. it'll probably be made out of this. Gotcha. The most common, and because it's like really durable, is top grain. Top grain. So full grain is the best. Top grain sounds like it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but not not the best. Not the best. And then there's genuine leather, which is made from like the leftovers. I love how they 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 have to make it so every level sounds good, yeah. even though some of these are kind of well, crappy. You, now you hear like uh, like something being. I just I can't put like put a specific example, but it's like oh made with genuine leather. And you're like oh that must be the best. Right. No, third, that, last third tier. That's on par with selling like the tongues and the ears. Yeah, from yeah that's the like that's the Canadian Football League of leathers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you have corrected grain leather. That's the only one that kind of sounds bad. Yeah. It's basically this is kind of crap, but we can put some other artificial stuff in there to kind of fix it, gotcha. and we'll sell that. It's like donkey leather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. So this is my uh, one of my favorite topics or sections from last week. Oh yeah. But why? <laughs> okay. Uh, so why does suede ruin in the rain? Suede, suede leather? Suede is a type of leather. Okay. So suede is the inner part of the skin. So like if you think about... Super soft. If you, It's super soft and, and it's like moisture absorbent because uh. it's like the first part that touches the flesh. Okay. It's, I mean, it's weird to think about now. Like this is really coming from an animal. So do you take Maybe, off the epidermis and it's the next dermis? It, it's, it's the bottom layer of the top dermis okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have like the top layer and then the the yeah the layer closest sam, to the sam to the flesh his hair out suede right now. yeah exactly yeah. the uh, dermis well because i would guess because it's so absorbent that if it gets wet it's gonna hold that liquid exactly and it's gonna i don't know what that does but it's gonna uh, do yeah, something it, it it absorbs into it yeah. and like you're supposed to they have like sprays you're supposed to spray it and this basically acts as like a, a clear coating yeah, on it and prevents moisture from getting in there. So if you have something suede, uh, you should get it treated. Okay. Uh, if something gets wet, the best thing you can do is get a microfiber cloth and uh-huh. dry it out as soon as you can. As soon if as it, possible. If it dries, you're screwed. It's done. What 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 is it? What happens when it dries? Like what what does it do? It get, it just gets like really not um, soft anymore. It, yeah, crappy. it gets it gets harder. It gets crappy. Yeah. And it um like you lose that. You know when you rub suede, you rub yeah. it one way and then you go the other direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it lose all, loses all that, and it just looks like crap. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, you'd see somebody walking around in a suede jacket, and you'd be like, oh, I got, you got stuck in the rain. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they're really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I don't even, why would you even buy suede shoes? I guess just to wear when it's not raining. Yeah. Even then, though, I mean, there's just always a chance you're going to step in something, well, puddle, or I don't know. you're supposed to, the, the treatment works pretty okay. good, the spray. Okay. Like, it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, if you're supposed to do that. If you don't do it, you're kind of an idiot. It's like those Dockers resistant pants that just like yeah, liquids just beads, roll off it. Beads off of you. Okay. Um, this is a section I'm going to call, let's talk money. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the leather industry is a $53 billion a year industry. Yes. In the U.S. Five to 10% of the value of an animal mm-hmm. is attached to its hide. Okay. It's getting closer to 5%. Uh, and I'm, and it just kind of goes to what they were talking about is that, on that NPR. Is that lack of demand. Yeah. So like, there's Pita. like, there's big um, changes going is on. Is this in Pamela the Anderson's market. fault? Could be. Yeah. A lot of pita. Yeah. Uh, a lot of vegans. Uh-huh. A lot of move towards this. But but it, it it sort of was a backfire. And I'll get to this in a second. Uh, so yeah, leather's used in so many different products. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but 50% of the leather used is in shoes and fashion, mostly shoes. Okay. Uh, 25% goes to like furniture. Yeah. And then uh, like smaller percentages like to automotive would be lower. I think like 10% or something okay. like that. And when you say clothes, does that include like uh, accessories as well, like handbags, wallets, Correct. crap like that? Yeah, like your Belts. leather wristwatch. I mean, like you, when you really stop and think about it, you have so many different things that are leather. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so what happened was they say that in 2014, there was a huge drought. And so this drought caused a lower demand for beef because beef like got really expensive. Mm-hmm. So hamburgers went up in price and all this different stuff. So people started shifting to I'll make it out of lamb or I'll make it out of chicken or something like this. So I don't, I don't have to buy all this beef. Uh, and so what happened because of that was that um, there was, you know, less cows being slaughtered, right? less leather products coming on the market. Prices of leather went up because, you know, there's less supply, sure. more demand. And so what happened was designers sort of got priced out of what they were making. They're like, I can't make the same watch and sell it for what a consumer would buy it for. So they needed to, they kind of got pushed more towards synthetic leathers okay. or just alternatives. So they got really creative with how they make their products. Right. So it, it sort of was like a catch 22 in the sense that leather producers back then, tanners, were making a lot of money. But now we've catched up to where we are now. This drought is over. Prices of beef have come back down. There's an oversupply of leather on the market. Okay. And now all the designers and the consumers are now shifting all off of leather because of what has happened. Sure. So it's, it's sort of like this. Re- it's Yeah. But it's bounced back into being like, well, we've already replaced your product because of that ho- whole situation. And we're not even going to deal with, with, with the fluctuations of the value right. of, of your good. Well, it's also that it's, I would imagine it's kind of a luxury good, right? So right. And people so, that are going to buy it aren't going to be as affected by these downturns anyway. So they're probably still just going to buy the good stuff. Right. But, but I mean, leather does have some issues like in cars, like yeah. leather can crack and yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so the durability is there, but like a synthetic leather yeah. might just be better. Okay. Uh, but yeah. And then the further push towards <laughs> people eating less meat, right? vegan diets, vegetarian diets, um, you know, people just, just people animal. just wanting to never yes. have anything that's animal based yeah. just because they're, they're so uh, like sensitive to sort of all all the mistreatment that has happened from chickens to beef to everything. They're just like, I don't want anything animal related. And it's pushing, you know, prices of goods goods like this down. Yeah. Or they're looking at it from like an environmental aspect as well. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean that, that's a good point too. Like maybe they don't care about the animals lives necessarily, but they're like climate change, less, less, um, cows, less methane. methane. Yeah. Um, more cow farts. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, the, the future of the industry is sort of, I mean, it's not going anywhere. No, but um, just exactly how it will play out sort of up in the air. Yeah. I need to follow up on what Modern Meadows is doing now. I wonder if they've like pivoted or if they're still doing the same kind of thing. Yeah. They'd like just closed Series B funding at some point and hmm. were going to do what they were talking about. Yeah. I know they had like prototypes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I don't think they had done any kind of large scale production yet. Follow up. Yeah. Well, I would really like to have a yeah. faux snake belt. Uh, is... Like alligator skin and snake skin and stuff like that treated the same way? It's not tanned, I would I imagine? I don't or? know specifically. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I think it it probably is. I'm actually, this. I bring up part of this in my next segment. Man, that's crazy. Okay. <laughs> uh, the average person is wearing four pieces of leather. I have on two right now. Two? I have a belt and shoes. I think I've got a belt and... My wallet is... I just don't a think, belt. This is probably genuine leather. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I think it's his top oh, brain or oh, full that's grain. genuine? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't hold pesos in my real <laughs> full grain wallet. But yeah, four pieces of leather on the average person. Okay. Uh, in that seems Iceland, like a lot. I know. Belt shoes. And then like, I guess watch. Like Belt a watch shoes, band. Watch. I guess jackets, pants. Uh, a lot of people's shoes are leather. Yeah. People, a lot of people wear leather shoes. Um, you can get salmon leather made from salmon skin. Mm. So somebody brought this up. So I take it leather. Yeah, murder a lot of salmon for that. Right. So it's only mostly prevalent in Iceland and Norway. Okay. Not very prevalent here. Makes sense. But it's supposedly very durable. Uh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you ever try to eat salmon skin? That's true. It probably is pretty hard to, to I have, and I don't know what it's like. I'm not sure what it's like. But. Those bears just yeah. chomping through it, That's though. That's true. Uh, last one. Leather has pores. Yes. And therefore, it changes texture based on the temperature that it's in. It can get, if you're in like a desert, it'll be drier. If you're in a rainforest, it'll get more moist. It'll uh, be. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It just goes back to show you how crazy it is that you're just wearing skin. Wearing skin. Yeah. Like Buffalo Bob. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just wearing human skin. Just. I wonder if they can make human leather at Modern Meadow. No. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where I. Reading all this it just freaks you out. It's yeah, you're like you're gonna dry somebody out. And well, I mean, you just take a few like collagen cells from them, and from there you can create. Uh, I don't know, like a whatever you want, a Michael leather hat. <laughs> I mean, I guess that could be something that you could treat, um, like a burn, burn yeah. victim, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, if you could like grow collagen cells on a human, you're like Holy in South grail. Park. I think I mentioned that's where they grow a, a dick on a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> always pushing the envelope on south park yeah well that's yeah. what i got for leather i like that i yeah. like that i'm gonna look into modern meadow yeah i want to hear more about see that. what they're doing yeah they're uh i was on their homepage now their their motto is create don't destroy oh yeah yeah i so, like that there you go yeah uh i think it's interesting to figure out with like what the what like the like the target market's thought process is of whether or not like you know they're not buying leather because of the animal rights type thing, or if mm-hmm. it's because of like the, the like the expense of it, or what it's going to be, I don't well, know. Well, so uh, on the NPR segment, which is like a three minute <clears throat> catch up segment, mm-hmm. they mentioned that something. I forget how many years ago it was. Maybe it was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Something for the equivalent amount of leather yeah. was worth one hundred and twenty dollars. You can buy now for about thirty three dollars. So okay. I mean, the prices have really yeah they're twenty five percent what they were they're dropping. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it is coming down. But then it, I do wonder. Like I love a leather couch, but if I went to go buy a leather couch right now, I don't think it'd be twenty five percent of the price it was five years ago. No, uh, it'd still be really expensive. But it would come with like cup holders and phone chargers and shit now. So <laughs> right, <laughs> a refrigerator. That's right. That's <laughs> what I want. More added amenities. Yeah, just go for the uh, genuine leather version. I can't remember what the what the bottom tier was. Yeah, I'm not not fine grain, top grain, genuine construction. And, uh, yeah, re- construction fixed. paper leather. Oh, that's my fixed leather couch. Yeah, yeah. fixed leather couch. That's right. the, the cats are just destroying this leather couch. Right. Man. I mean, you yeah. got no chance. Yeah, it's a, it cat, is what it is. Make some cat leather slippers and scare them. Yeah. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. This has been episode 30 of Tell Me What You Know. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. We will see you guys the Friday after Thanksgiving. That's right. Uh, no days off. Don't eat too much turkey. Eat just enough so that your trip to fan kicks in. And you can stay away from your family a little bit if you want to. Just kidding. Uh, Thanks. See you next time. See you guys.